Welcome to another episode of Winging It Motown Radio. Uh, it's been quite a while since we've spoken to you. Um, a lot has happened, obviously, uh, on the Red Wings front and on hockey front at, at, as a whole. Um, we got some new new faces here tonight, one of them being uh, Jeff Hancock, who is a new writer for us. <laughs> Hopefully he starts writing soon, but who knows? Um the other two we've got uh we've got we've got Mike, we've got Corey, they're two new writers for us. Um Hello. How's it going guys? <laughs> Hello. Best and, night ever. <laughs> it's the best night ever. Uh and then you got JJ and you know whatever. And I'm your host Kyle. Um and we're off to a real great start. So everybody doing well tonight? No. Fantastic. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, did you say mantastic? Mantastic. You are a man, so it's, yes, mantastic. Okay, so it is acceptable. It's very acceptable. <laughs> um, all right, so we are going to just jump right into what's been going on most recently, and that's obviously the Stanley Cup final. And if you don't live under a rock, you know that the Penguins have won the Stanley Cup, and. Um, yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see Phil Kessel lift the Stanley Cup. It's great to see uh, Toronto fans tr- try and backpedal and and make it all about them. It's great to see everybody making fun of Steve Simmons for his uh, <laughs> eternity of hot takes over ho- uh, Phil Kessel, and now just just the overall backpedaling of it is just real great. And then um, you see a, a rookie goaltender in Matt Murray win uh, Stanley Cup, which is a real cool story um, and all that good stuff, you know. But obviously it's the Penguins, and we all know the last time the Red Wings played the Penguins in the playoffs and what that was like and how much it really sucked ass. Um, so, I don't know if uh, I did... I mean, are you, are you guys, like, are you upset that the Penguins won? Are you okay with it? Are you happy? No, I rooted for them. Okay, thanks, Jeff. I was done with the question, but... Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go. We're we'll just, just so excited to be here. Guys. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, all right, yeah, I guess. Go. Thanks for bringing. I like the Penguins one too. Yeah, I, I, I cheered for them mainly because of Phil Kessel. Like, I was like, whatever. Crosby went. He's already won it. If if he hadn't won it, I don't know how I'd feel. But I'm kind of over the whole hating Crosby thing. Mm-hmm. He still has some stuff about him that I might not be the biggest fan of. But he's just a really freaking good hockey player. So yeah, yeah. And, and the Phil Kessels. I just wanted Toronto to suck it. Right, yeah, of course. And and Boston, too, a little bit. Um, yeah, actually, that was... That plus, was, San Jose making it all the way to the final, and, like, them being like, the, oh, we finally get to make it to the final, and then just getting dominated... Yeah, blown out of uh, ...was very funny to me. Because uh, I'm not exactly over the playoff animosity with Joe Thornton. No. Like, I, mean, I know he was a really great story, even though he had that stupid hobo beard that he wouldn't shave. Um and like everybody's like, oh, I love Joe Thornton, and he finally gets a chance. It's like, you know what? Fuck Joe Thornton. Uh, I still remember <laughs> the diving, and like he was—he acted like a shithead in this series too. Which I, I guess everybody acted like a shithead in this series, so it's, it's not necessarily just on him. But yeah. I don't have to be fair in hating him. Uh, fuck Joe Thornton. Uh, I feel bad for Patrick Marlowe, but it's like it's super easy to not feel that badly for him. Like he always, because he's—he's—he always looks like he's expecting a punch. So. <laughs> I always, say, I always say that he looks like he just farted and everybody around him doesn't know yet. Um, <laughs> uh, Corey, what well, about you? How do you feel about it? Pants. I was rooting for the pants. Okay. And it was for, yeah, it was for a, uh, a selfish reason, though. And uh, mostly so that uh, Ken Holland could look at it and say, hey, I got to yeah. get my gears in order. So yeah, that was basically the only reason. Yeah, because you kind of look at the, the Penguins. We actually had an article up uh, about it. Uh, what is today, but now for the listeners would be yesterday, um, about how the Red Wings should really look into that. They're just like... they. I opened that one. No, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you for your page view. It really helps in the long run. Um, it, 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 they just... I mean, you watch each series, and the Penguins just blew by every team, because they're just so fast, and, um, you know, they have a lot of younger players, and they were using those younger players in big situations, which is something I think that the Red Wings fans uh, have really been yelling for ever since, you know, uh, for for quite some time now, it seems, Um, and, you know, you see guys like Brian Russ and Connor Sheary, um, Ole Mata, um, who's the other young 
Dumoulin? Jerk off. Dumoulin, yeah, him, that guy. I don't even really know who he is, but apparently he's good. So They got him from Carolina for Jordan Stahl. Rutherford traded him to the Penguins. <laughs> Irony. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you just see that in, in the way that they've kind of, you know, obviously they, they have like a nice blend of uh, young talent and then superstars uh, in Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby, Phil Kessel. So it's real cool. And then they have like, they had those really nice pickups with Nick Menino and uh, Carl Hagelin, which were great great acquisitions because they're really good players um mike what about you i know that you probably feel a little bit different than the rest of us yeah i think i might be the only person on the <laughs> podcast who's actually pulling for the sharks well, I good, mean, fuck I, you then <laughs> <laughs> thanks it's nice to be told that to my face for once <laughs> but i mean the way i was writing it everybody can kind of tell i was pulling for the sharks and it was really more of a like new blood thing um than anything else but joe God, thornton still, new blood <laughs> <laughs> blood in the water for the sharks right but I, mean, I i part of it is just the indelible hatred i have for Sidney crosby just like on some kind of otherworldly malevolent level i want that guy never to play hockey again wow not like not like in an injurious way but just like go away i never want to see your stupid face Okay. Yeah, I will say that his face was very bad because his beard was the shittiest thing I'd ever seen ever. It looked like somebody yeah. literally had just glued cubes onto his stupid It, it reminded me of Jackass the movie yep. when they took the pube beards. Yeah. yeah. It was just, oh. I wanted to like make him and Logan Couture almost have the same face, you know, yeah. that, oh. that like horse-esque-ness. Yeah. <laughs> so, Logan, I love you. You're you're awesome. But, man, no, clean their up your face and like, clean up for you. I'm going to go ahead and say that no. Logan is not awesome. Logan Mitchell is a shit. He's, he's a shitty squirrel. He, Fuck him. You don't want him on the wings. Um, you wouldn't take you wouldn't take him over uh, um, Shane. No, we've already got Nyquist, so yeah, we've got no, the we've got Belmont taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but he won- he lost the Belmont, so nice nice try, I guess. Um, yeah, fail. <clears throat> no, thanks, JJ. Ruin the entire podcast. <laughs> Start from square one, I guess. Wing in it. Yeah, I'm winging in motor. Um, so it, I, another cool, another thing is that hey, the East won the Stanley Cup, so that's pretty cool, right? I mean, no more, no more LA Kings, no more um, Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks went down in flames, and it was beautiful. As a matter of fact, they're still they're still flaming because they just traded away one of their best young players again um, for the second year in a row. Oh God, that was delicious to see. It was very good. It was very surprising. And like, I don't, I mean, I get why they had to do it, but it's just like, I feel they did, they could have done something completely different to, to, to supplement the cap space that they needed, you know, like with trading Brent Seabrook, but they went ahead and they just traded Brian Bickle. Um, and they had to shell up, uh, Tuvo Teravainen with it. And man, the, the, the hurricanes just, just went away. They just robbed them blind. Like, so that's uh that's actually yeah, that's but doesn't really it always work out for them though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll find a way to mm, they'll find a way to overcome yeah. it because they're a bunch of dickheads. But it's just funny exactly. to watch. It's funny to watch but, for now. But going back yeah. for a second to uh, the Penguins winning the finals. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to uh, to reiterate what what Corey said and uh, what Edubnas posted on our, our site about the Penguins basically being following their footsteps, their blueprints, which is really the blueprint that the Red Wings set back in 2007-08 with the really aggressive puck possession, puck chasing team. Because it always seems like there's been two two sets. You can either go the King's way, which used to be the Ducks way, or you can go the Penguins way, which was the Blackhawks way, which was the Red Wings way. And I think that the Red Wings are way better set up to to follow that mold uh, with guys like Larkin and Athanasiu, um, you know, really speedy guys. Uh, you know, bring Manta in, and you're going to have a little bit of size because the Penguins aren't—they're not necessarily a small team, but they do play more physical than the Red Wings do. They do play a little bit more north-south, so I, that's why I'm—I'm I'm really glad that the Penguins won uh, in terms of what it means for the Red Wings because I think that we are better set up to emulate that. Uh, yeah, I think that the Red Wings definitely have a bunch of prospects in the ranks that could. Definitely emulate what they did. I, the only thing I think that they're missing is the whole two, you know, like you they're, mean, missing, they're missing the best player in hockey. Yeah, the, the best player the in hockey, and then one of second best Russian. In hockey. Well, more than that, they're missing a, a near Norris caliber defenseman who plays 28 yeah. minutes a night in the playoffs. Yeah, we do true. have Chris the American was really, really good. 
Yeah, we do have the we do have the American stud. Yeah, we do have the American stud center, but he's no Sidney Crosby. Um, that's the that's the one thing. So three pieces that we would need, and they're not very easily acquired. But we do have the other pieces. We have a young goalie who is talented. Um, we have young players who are talented who are hungry for more. Um, yeah, so we just need to go out there and get two superstar centers and a Norris caliber defenseman. And hey, we are in business, folks. So that's good. We just have to trade all our bad players for the good ones. It's, it's easy. That's exactly. true. This shit. This shit is like yeah, no problem. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so moving on to moving on to uh, actually trading all of your shit for for gold, um, the Red Wings have started making moves. They have started doing a, a couple of things, not not gigantic moves. You know, they hired a whole entire new uh, coaching staff. Aside from Jeff Lashell, he's still the head coach. Sorry for some of our listeners who probably don't want to hear that. Um, it, there, there's definitely there's going to be a new look next year. It seems uh, they hired. Uh, I forgot the other two, but the most recent one... I'm sorry, the most recent one was uh, Torchetti from uh, the Wild. The other one was... Doug Huda. Doug Huda from the Bruins. And uh, Soleco. And Soleco, Soleco from the Griffins. He is now, because Jimmy Bedard, uh, he moved on. I think he's doing his own thing now. Soleco uh, was with the Griffins. He uh, coached um, Crow, Patterson, or a little bit of Patterson, McCollum, um, and uh, and a little bit of Morazic through his tenure in Grand Rapids. Um so yeah, I mean that's a, that's that's going to be a big difference. I, I think uh, it, it seems that they really went out and they got some some coaches that were um, highly touted as players' coaches, um, you know. And uh, I think that that could really be a, a good accent with um, how uh, Blashill kind of has that open door policy and everything. So JJ, do you have any thoughts on it? Obviously, it's a little bit you know we it, we don't we're not completely sure on what we're going to get because obviously. You know, they're assist- they were assistant coaches there. They were coaching in the AHL before, so you know. But everything we've heard about them as coaches, the new guys, uh, we've heard nothing but high praise. So, I don't know yeah, I'm really think. high on on these two hires, uh, the assistant coaches. I don't know anything about Saleko. Uh, cool there, I guess. Uh, as far as Huda goes, he was really, really well liked in Boston, really well respected, and he was let go on what feels like they just felt like they had to fire somebody and they weren't going to fire Julian, so it's like, okay, bye. Um, definitely not a question I could have answered. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, Did no, they... you, you hit it on the head. They let him go because they weren't firing Julian, and they had the someone had to be the quote-unquote scapegoat. Yeah, but he's, he's an agreeable guy. He's a details guy. Um, he keeps people he keeps people honest. He doesn't take shit. Like he's a lot like Granado, I think. Um, and I don't want to say speak ill of Granado leaving because I don't think Granado did a bad job. But no, not at all. I think that that Huda's kind of got kind of a, a fresh attitude there. Uh, Torchetti, I was or Torchetti rather. It's Torchetti. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm always gonna say that wrong. Torchetti. Torchetti. Yeah, right. That's a yeah. spicy meatball. You sound, you sound like a Russian. Fuck you! It's Detroit. We got Russian hockey players. Well, not am, anymore. Not anymore. But my name is Torchetti. <laughs> Marchenko. Yeah, yeah true. my name um, is Torchetti. You killed my father. <laughs> prepared to die. Fuck. He was Spanish. God damn it! I'll just jump in and say, as long as Torchetti will fix this uh, power play, I think that's going to be the the biggest thing for the Red Wings for next season. It yeah, can't, see, oh, it can't yeah. perk up like it did last year. Right. The more I've read about him, the higher and higher I've been on this signing. Um, like, I was kind of disappointed when it wasn't Todd Richards, but after uh, after reading especially uh, Rob Rossi's – wait, Rossi or Russo? Russo. Rossi is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. yeah, Russo. Um, all the stuff he's had written about Torquetti and how he's also a real, real deal – detail-oriented guy, but he's also a really, really sharp guy. Um, he is a hard-ass on the players who is willing to bench some guys that were making a lot of money. Obviously, he's not going to have the authority to bench guys because he's not the head coach, mm-hmm. but it does feel much more like... Because I think that one of the big problems with the Red Wings power play last year wasn't necessarily that Firstweiler had a bad system, and I know that Prashant uh, wrote uh, quite a bit about the way the system worked, and and you could see that he was making adjustments throughout the season, but it's just the players just continued to seem to fall into bad habits. Um, and I think that if you solve that, if you just make them more aggressive, more accountable, and hopefully don't rely on Nicholas Cronwall to be the power, the quarterback of the first unit, um, 
<clears throat> I think that they're they're set up for a rebound. I think that basically the the way last year was just awful across the board consistently for just about everybody uh, is is really telling that like it was just a, a transition year and, and we're kind of set. Um, you know, if if Blashill had a problem with the team identity, I think they brought in two guys that are really going to help toe the line and uh, and keep kind of stragglers back in the flock there. So I, I like the sign. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that you had way more thoughts on it than I did. So you've thought a lot about that. I thought they were just good signings because uh, just everything that I read about them. Uh, one of our newer writers, uh, Emily, she's actually a Wild fan, but um, she's she's just along for the ride and writing about uh, you know basically social stuff stuff like that. She's just she'll, you'll you might see something from her soon, but um, she uh, she's a Wild fan and she had nothing but high praise for Prim, and then uh, we had some. High praise for Doug Huda um, on the Bruins front. Um, nothing really bad ever said about him. So, um, and uh, I mean, you could you could just ask Jeff because Jeff is the biggest Bruins fan there is. So, right, Jeff? I mean, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> no, I was. I, you know, I'm not going to go into details and X's and O's like like you you or Prashanth or JJ, but just as far as the eye test and. <laughs> Watching almost every Bruins game the past, what, five years. This year, their defense was kind of terrible, but they also had terrible personnel. But when they've had decent guys, it seems like they've always been good. And I don't know if you want to credit Julian and his system, but, I mean, Huda was there along for the entire ride. So he knows a thing or two about playing defense. And if he can take some of the things he learned from Julian and implement that somehow with the Wings defense... I'm cool with that. Yeah, because he won a Stanley Cup with the Bruins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, what about what about uh, Mike? What about you? Do you? I mean, do you know anything about these coaches, or do you have any any thoughts on it at all? I I don't know too much about the coaches individually, but something you guys said a couple seconds ago piqued my interest. With um, I probably Torchetti being, <laughs> yeah, with Torchetti being kind of the guy that you said would bench players if uh, if that what was needed, regardless of salary. Is this probably going to help out Blashill with that? Because I mean, not to dive back into the whole you know Swedish mafia rumors and all that stuff, but I mean, if he needs help with stuff in his own office as well as on the ice then you know maybe this is something that's going to help him develop a little bit more and advance the team towards his identity instead of you know so many voices in the locker room put it that way yeah i think that uh between huda and torchetti if blasha wants to play kind of good cop bad cop he's got two guys that look like they play bad cop really well yeah i think that works out perfectly Corey. uh cory what about you uh, yeah, I mean, I was just going to add to that about the uh, good cop, bad cop, that every coaching staff, every head coach, if you have a head coach that is, uh, you know, the bad cop, you got to have that assistant. That's the good cop that the players can come in and talk to. And then vice versa, if you have a head coach that's kind of the good cop, you got to have that assistant that's going to be the bad cop so that there's a, a different mix there. And and the big thing is, is uh, you know, like I mentioned a little earlier, fixing that special teams. And plus he has been an interim coach a couple times. So that respect is there, that experience is there. Um, new ideas for system and knowledge for both of them, including Huda, can come in and, and help out Blashill and just give him a different, a different perspective of the NHL a little bit. So I'm sure he's going to be, and it's probably already started picking their brain just about telling them, hey, let's look at some game tapes from last year. What are you guys seeing? What would you do different here? And, and things like that. And, and what, what kind of systems and adjustments can you bring? So I think that's going to be, in terms of the coaches, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that they're going to be doing this off season. Well, yeah, it's so, kind of an all, kind of like an opposite. Um, uh, oh God, why your name's escaping me right now? Scotty Bowman and Dave Lewis dynamic, you know, but with roles reversed. Right. Not right. to imply that's that any single one of them is, you know, the Bowmeister, but right. Jay Bowmeister. Bowmeister. Damn it. Jay Bowmeister. I knew you were doing that. I was gonna. It was coming. Yes. It was going to happen. Just gonna let it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Just sit back and relax. But no, I think that's that's really well said, Corey. I mean, sometimes you just need a new set of eyes or uh, two sets of eyes on something to um, really uh, open something up and 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 really. Um, open up more possibilities for the team because you know you saw last year the bugaboo was the power play it was not consistent it sucked it was the worst ever it was painful to watch every night so um you know maybe 
not just one of the coaches, but maybe both coaches will will help um, will help in that regard. So that's that's good. We're uh, I think the Red Wings are on the right track now. Moving along from coaches, they've made you know some minor deals. No, they you know no, nothing big. You know, obviously you've got a lot of rumors going around. You know, the Pavel Datsuk uh, uh, decision is hopefully on the horizon within the next week. We hope yeah, to get, it, it might be out by the time you're listening to this on Friday. I, I hope to God it is. I hope that I am in hope my... Hope not a strategy. I hate you. I hate Thanks, you Jeff. No problem. so much. I went, to, I went to your wedding. You were beautiful, but I hate you. <laughs> I, I, I hope that it's out tomorrow. I hope that I'm at, at work in my, in my office sweating, just sitting there, just waiting for it to happen, and it happens, and then I sweat more. But... Um, so we've got that coming up. So obviously, when that is come, when that comes about, we have to figure. You know, Ken Holland's going to have to figure out how he's going to move that cap hit if he's going to move that cap hit. We've seen two teams make uh, offload money, um, money contracts, basically just dead money contracts um, over the you know past couple of weeks. You know, Chicago moved Brian Bickle. That's not necessarily a dead money contract, but it's just a bad contract. And then you've got uh, Florida who moved uh, Savard's contract. Um, and the teams who are acquiring these uh, uh, um, these these contracts, they had some really nice assets come with them. So, um, you know, you had Carolina who took on the Bickle contract. They got Teravine, and, and then you got uh, um, New Jersey. They took on Savard's contract, but they got a second round pick this year. So, there's a lot going on there. Um, that's a lot to really think about, and it feels like the clock is kind of ticking um you know and i don't i don't know if i am necessarily comfortable with trading one year of pavel datsuk's dead money along with a guy like i don't know like anthony manta i don't think that that's yeah but I, jj i think it was you on twitter somewhere saying and i i, I thought you nailed it uh the biggest difference with the datsuk contract is whatever team takes that doesn't actually have to pay anything right so yeah, you get that cap hit, and you're not paying shit. Because Mark Savard is $750,000 for about a $4 million cap hit, uh, and you pay him to stay on IR, which isn't going to be a problem for a floor team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bickle, obviously, $4.5 million, and he expects to play. Chris Pronger makes $500,000 for a $4 million cap hit, or whatever the hell his cap hit is. Uh, Pavel Datsuk, $7.5 million cap hit, $0.00. Unless he actually plays in the NHL, which I'm sure a team would love, uh, including the Red Wings. So that is one benefit that may uh, cheapen what it's going to cost to take to, uh, to move him. Right, because for an owner that you know doesn't want to have to pay out and wants to stay at the cap floor, I mean, that's an attractive thing for an owner. Um, you know, from one of the smaller teams. And then, so that's why I don't think it's going to take, I don't even think it, Omantha is going to be in the conversation for that. I think what we heard, like a Yurko, a Polkanen, or something right. like that. It's still going to um, take something. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to be able to just trade it for free. It's not going to be like, right. yeah. Right. But it's not going to be a huge, you know, obstacle, yeah. I think. Just the big concern is that Carolina and New Jersey have already made these deals. Um, although I'm looking at general manager right now, Carolina has five more roster spots to fill up, and they've got to fill about four and a half million dollars to get to the floor. That's not going to be difficult, um, but they're going to have space. Uh, New Jersey only has 11 players under contract right now, um, so they're going to need 12 more roster spots filled up, uh, and they're only nine point. They're only nine million dollars shy of the floor, so that's not going to necessarily be an issue for them either. Although you know, if they're willing to, if they want to take a flyer on your car or in, basically they'll have that extra space. Uh, Arizona has 11 spots open, and they are currently 18 million dollars shy of the floor. So they're still yeah, they're pretty a much real good yeah. candidate because one of those one of those spots is already Pronger. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't go ahead and take another one. Pavel Datsuk, Arizona Coyote. God, that sucks to say or hear whatever, but yeah. Um, but I think though. Yeah, but I think though, I mean, you know, if you're gonna move Datsuk, you better be sure or relatively sure that you're gonna be able to go out and get a guy like a Stamkos, or else just hang on to that for a year. If you're not gonna be able to do anything yeah. of significance, then it's no well, point. Well, but in oh, even if you don't sign Stamkos, having that extra cap space opens the door if you do make a bigger trade and bring in a bigger salary. 
Yeah, no, I know, but I just, I don't think I don't think that that's as likely as it would be for them to actually make an actual bid at Stamkos. Right. Because I was giving up more assets. I yeah. still think it's worth dumping Polkin in for a shot at Stamkos. I think so too, um, and I I also think that um, if you if you do dump the contract and you do get that cap space, I mean you don't have to go over to Stamkos. I mean you could you could look for other other players to sign as well, and maybe like you said, make a couple other trades. I think that's a, also a possibility. I mean you know like the Kyle Ocposo or you know I mean I I'm not going to say Louis Erickson because I don't think that's going to be a good contract. Whoever signs him, I think. Vancouver's going to sign him for like five or six years and it's going to be hilarious, but um, you know, and then obviously you're going to get cap space to sign to actually make, I mean, not that he's going to get paid a lot of money, but you know, Radulov who has been, it seems just kind of hovering around Detroit for uh, for quite some time now, so I mean, it opens up a lot of lot of uh, possibilities, and like I've said before, I think that the Red Wings really, really, really um, whether they trade Datsuk's contract or not, they should try and you know, play some money puck Basically, which is you know, get good players and don't pay them that much. Yeah, the cheap right. guys on yeah. ELCs and perhaps a couple of like a step near. Yeah, like somebody who who needs that like one year, one million dollar show me deal. Exactly. Like like I mean, I don't think Stepniak's gonna be on a deal like he was with the Bruins. Or I'm sorry, but um, where was he at before the Bruins? Devils. Devils. He's not gonna be on a contract like that this year, I don't think, because um, he was getting paid like peanuts. Um, he's getting paid like uh, it's under a million bucks, I think. He was getting paid less than Larkin. I don't think he had any bonus bonuses in his contract. He might have, but he was getting paid not very much money. And then you could, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there. You know, obviously the Red Wings need help on defense. I don't. I'm not too keen on going out and signing Keith Yandel for four or five years. I don't think. I think you should just steer clear of that. You know, I and I don't think there's anybody else in the market who would really be a someone I would really want. Um, though I would entertain the option of sign, signing Brian Campbell for one year. I'd do it. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I guess I'd, I get I'd uh, sign him for one year. I'd give it a shot. I'm just one, still curious what Brady. they're going to do with everybody else, though. They've got, like, what, eight guys that got to clear waivers? Well, right? Three at least. Yeah. Right. Sproul and Ouellette and Jensen. Yeah. Not, you know, Jensen's going to clear. I think most of them might clear. I don't. Think I think so. Jensen's got a shot. But I don't know that Sproul or Roulette do. I don't think Sproul will. I, I don't think Sproul are clear. I, I almost don't care if Roulette clears. I know that sounds weird, but no, yeah, it, it, it doesn't sound that weird because I mean we brought Marchenko up for how many games this season? A, a huge chunk of games, right? And didn't send him back down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it almost reads to me like yeah, Roulette was good. But when they found Marchenko, they found something that they liked. True. And just enough to where they didn't want to tinker with anybody else. Plus, they're just they're going to dump Smith with the Datsuk contract. There you go. So. Oh, yeah, God, know. probably. I hope oh. so. Going to get my Brendan Smith Arizona Coyotes jersey. <laughs> yeah, but if we get to the point where, like, I don't think that we should be looking at it. Unless we're getting a trade for a guy, or like maybe we're going to get like Votnin or Truba, which I don't think is going to happen in either case. Um, yeah, I would just steer clear of, of bringing in new defensemen mm-hmm. with the concept of we've really got to find out what we've got in these kids. Um, we have to know if if Sproul can handle even being a top six right now. Uh, if we're going to have, if we're going to try to grow him into a top four, we need to know what. Wulek can really bring. Um, we need to give Marchenko a, a real opportunity to uh, to shine, yeah. and we need to drastically limit how much damage Jonathan Eric can can do to our blue line. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he's um, getting bought we... out, so <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Should delete this part of the podcast. No, yeah, but I mean, unless we move some defenseman, there's no way we're icing Sproul, Ouellette, and Jensen no. next year. I mean, I almost wonder. If it makes sense, and and I would shit a brick if this happened, but if they find a way to tie Jimmy Howard and one of those defensemen that we don't know what the hell to do with, with the Pavel Datsuk contract down to somewhere like Arizona, who I thought I saw today was already inquiring about Flurry from the Penguins. Or was that Calgary? 
Calgary. 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 They got Mike Damn Smith it. under yeah. contract yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. yeah, Arizona's got Smith at like five, six or something. But hang on, I've got them up on general manager right now too. They've got um, Anders Lindbach, who's they got that Domingo the UFA Dominguez guy. Yeah, Luis Domingue. But I mean, he he had a really good year, not this year, but the year before. But then this year he was hot for a stretch and then not so much yeah so i I mean if they've got the space to do it maybe we can package you know like two prospects send him howard and and convince them he's gonna devin dubnik himself or something i don't i don't think that ken holland can sell snake oil like that yeah (laughs) there's i think they're screwed on the howard front with the fact that I have you a know, feeling. Murray's emergence and Flurry's on the market, and and Bishop, Bishop and Vasilevsky with the whole expansion draft. You can't keep both of them, so yeah. I Carolina re-signed Cam Ward for some dumb yeah. reason. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're going to be looking at Jimmy Howard next year. So whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can look at the roster next year in a hundred different ways. It seems, uh, but it looks like that hopefully Ken Holland's going to be making some moves and moving some contracts and bringing in some contracts and really uh, revitalizing the, the roster as it really needs, um, especially if Pavel Datsuk loses because or leaves because I don't think anybody has really fully absorbed or digested exactly what that's going to do to the team like in terms of performance because remember, remember in the season the Red Wings played like shit for the first part of the season. They were fucking garbage. Pavel Datsu came back, and then all of a sudden they were competent again. And so I feel like just assuming that you have to hold... If they're going to hold on to that $7.5 million worth of cap hit because they can't trade it or they don't want to give up the assets, I'm going to be fucking terrified of what the team is going to be well, like, perform. No, I'm I'm going to be performed. I'm like ter- no, terrified be or terrified. cautiously optimistic. No, I don't know I'll, if that's the I'll right be, word. No, but I'll be, I'll be terrified. The, not being able to dump Tatsuk's contract in theory gives us what we all kind of want is the whole youth movement and you're going to be forced to play all right. those young guys that are cheap because you can't afford anyone else. Right. Yeah. So you you to really got to commit to the rebuild. You got right. to pull shoot on the stupid Plus, playoff streak. Right. And and if you miss the playoffs next year and you're stuck with the Datsuk contract, there's your built-in excuse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for that no. reason, that there's a chance to get some of those young guys to play. But just, in talking yeah. about the, yeah, just the whole offseason, too, they really do need to figure out the defensemen yeah. because of the fact that are these are, are these guys able to play? And if not, you really do need to move on because of the whole expansion draft, too, with, you know, you just don't want you know one of these guys to go for nothing or on waivers or the expansion draft and it turns out they're actually going to be a pretty good defenseman um and that would be you know their own fault for not you know going up there and and giving them a shot but right yeah it's uh you know i mean you guys are right i just don't want to deal with an 82 games of being what habs fans were this season i don't want to do that i don't i don't like that but whatever it is what it is. I'll deal with it. We'll deal with that that bridge when we have to cross it. So obviously we could we could riff on this for like hours. We could talk about um, it's like verbal masturbation. It really is verbal masturbation. And just wait until uh, just wait until um, a free agency rolls around, and you guys oh. will be hearing from Jeff all the time because that's his most favorite thing in the entire world. It's true, masturbation. Um, but uh, we do have a big thing coming up here next week, and that is the NHL entry draft in buffalo new york the austin matthews um event that the toronto maple leaves have taken over and they will ruin because they're the toronto maple leaves and that's what they do they ruin everything um so do they ruin it better or worse than edmonton we'll t- we'll see <laughs> so far they're <laughs> edmonton do- does so a far good job so far they're doing it better because they're actually making good moves um quick draft preview basically um the red wings they'll be they have six picks right now they're not picking in the third round um they're picking 16th overall uh 
don't really have a notion of what they're going to pick. I, I, I believe that they're going to take best player available. I'll be at the draft um, doing doing coverage for the, for winging at Motown. Um, if you haven't seen my mock draft pick for SB Nation already, um, go to the website, check it out. I'm not going to tell you who it was because then that would just ruin it. Or I could just tell you because you probably don't even know who it is. It's German Rupsaw from Russia. He's a center. Um but there's a dozen players that they could take in the first round that would be great picks. A lot of people really want them to take a defenseman. Jake Bean. Uh, they really want Jake Bean or they really want Charlie McAvoy. I'm all in. Um, they just want a defenseman because they want to fix the defense now. And that's the problem is that the Red Wings need to fix the defense now. And I don't think that anybody that they can draft at 16th overall is going to fix the defense now. Unless they trade it for a defenseman like Kevin Shattenkirk or something like that. Um so, I mean, whatever, you know, I, I think that they're just going to take best player available and then they'll fill in the needs uh, with later round picks or they could trade down and, and try and get more draft picks out of it, which is always a good strategy as well, I think. Um, so, you know, that's how I, I look at it. But it's also there's also going to be a ton of trades going on. So, you know, there's there's so many possibilities come, come draft day and it's going to be a real uh, a real barn burner. Otherwise, there or there won't be any dr- trades at all and it'll be really boring and nobody I remember who they are so in the middle of the season when you and Graham and JJ were all like yeah I trade our first round pick for Stamkos negotiating rights <laughs> still do that I don't think I, I ever said that, that. yeah I don't, I don't remember that so you're lying it, it happened nope oh it did I Graham was expecting our first round pick to be later yeah that's true Graham's not he's, he's a dumb dumb jumping off a little bit of what you said Kyle is that um I, I think that right now, I know TSN's doing their final thing on Monday for the draft. Yep. Um, and right now, the way I'm looking at it is, I think you're going to get a quality player if you can trade down a couple spots anyway. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Right now. So I just, I mean, there's no one that you absolutely have to have at 16 that everyone's saying, you got to get this guy, you got to yeah. get this guy. It's bouncing all over the place. So. Unless, you know, I wrote about it, unless someone unexpected falls or something crazy happens, right. then I'm just looking at trading down. Uh, yeah. You try to trade up? No. No. Trading up usually is just always way, way too expensive and it's not worth it. Because if you t- look up, you're trading up to get to what? I mean, because the drop off out of the top three prospects in this year's draft class is really, really steep. Because you you got Austin Matthews, Patrick Line, and then you got Jesse Pugliarvi, and then you've got. You know, Kachuk, who is great, but I'm not going to mortgage a bunch of, you know, assets for just that one player who you don't know what he's going to do stepping into the NHL next year. It's a gamble. It's a Russian roulette, basically. So, I don't know. I don't really like trading up. I don't think the Red Wings are in a good position to do it. So, um, and then you're not, and I don't think any any of the defensemen in the draft class right now are impact top pair defensemen in the NHL next season. So, you know. I, I, I just I don't see it. So no, um, trade down or stand pat. And I think trade like Corey said, trading down is a, it's a it could be a really good idea. I mean, if you drop down into the twenties, you could still end up with a guy like you know um, Dante Fabro, who is a really great defenseman, or um, you know you're looking at maybe a, a really good center prospect, a winger prospect. So there's really no wrong way about it. And then you get another pick in the third round or the second round. So um, you know. Or you just keep that 16th overall pick, and you get a really good prospect out of it. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that Kenny will be manning the phones, and he'll be trying to make make some sort of trade, whether it's a roster move or it's uh, uh, trading down in the draft. But I just don't see trading up to be an option uh, for the Red Wings right now. I mean, it's supposed to be even a fairly deep draft year anyway, isn't it? I mean, at least compared with next year when... You know, we've we've already given up one of those third rounds for Sadowie, which that was probably a good move, given that next year is supposed to be pretty weak. But I mean, just yeah. lend credence to to trading down. Yeah, and then yeah, then we got that that third round from Babcock, yeah, from Toronto. So hopefully they're bad next year, and then we get a good we get a good third round pick. Toronto, so that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're not. I don't think they're going to be very good next year. I mean, I think they're still going to stay the course of a their five year rebuild. So. I don't know. Yeah. Stamkos will make a difference, or he won't. In my opinion, I just thought Stamkos, Stamkos sure will absolutely make a difference. That. <laughs> I have no idea what anybody just said. 
<laughs> no, I just said I thought for sure we'd be hearing way more about him in Toronto at this point. No, uh, Stamkos will make a difference. It's just he won't make a difference in Toronto because somebody else will snatch him up. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's too early. I still think that Tampa still is going to have an upper hand on everything. Oh, they absolutely do. Uh, yeah, and- they're they're gonna they have an upper hand, and and JJ will have post about that but i think i think tampa will sneak right in and take them like on a random day and everybody will freak out over it it'll be great it'll be like june 30th didn't he just sign a five-year deal yeah that's true he did (laughs) i forgot about that god everybody's so dumb (laughs) fuck's sakes when i saw that like retweeted out on my timeline i'm like somebody did it again because people do that shit all the time. I do it sometimes too. Like I retweet, yeah. I retweet the Zach Ronaldo trade when the Bruins traded for him all the time because I think it's hilarious. I should go find the Sagan trade. I tried. Yeah, it's pretty I tried. Out of all for I tried. And it's back. It's far back. I can't find it. And the Hamilton trade. That, like that's a good one. And the uh, the Martin Jones trade. Uh nah, fuck him. Who cares about him? Um, but yeah, I mean the draft. I mean it's going to be one or two things. It's going to be. They stay 16th overall, or they make some trades and they either trade down or they, you know, move move a pick for. Shit's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get crazy up in here. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. We're gonna have so a the lot options of fun. are that they'll take the 16th pick or they won't. Yeah, yeah. Good analysis. Trade up, they'll <laughs> trade down, or they'll stay in bed. Yeah, yeah. It might be awesome. It might suck, or it might just be okay. So, anyways, um, all right, we're gonna take a break right here. Does anybody need a uh, like a, a, a quick break? Because I know I do. All right, so we're going to move it along to the reader questions now. Um, yes. Yes, the, the, the best part. We actually don't have that many. That's because, um, I don't know, people probably just don't care about hockey right now. They're watching the basketball game or... It's USA soccer. soccer. USA soccer or something. It's the knockout round. Which Copa is, America. Which is fine because it's 11 o'clock and just it gives a shit. But we are going to answer all of the great questions that we already have. Hopefully none of them are about um, animal-sized hockey players. So, JJ, as oh. always, we'll do it. Um, go <laughs> yeah, ahead and uh, ask, ask the questions, JJ. And don't be an asshole. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll start off. Uh, Finn Red Wing, uh, do you have a favorite prospect for the draft that you want Jake the Bean. to take? Jake Bean. For Just me. so we can have the green bean pairing. Green bean. Yeah, the green bean pairing yeah. would be great. Uh, uh, I really am high on Rupsoff. Dude, we don't have any players named Frank. Mike? Frank and Bean. <laughs> I. God. I just hope they take somebody good who can make an impact in like a year or two. That's that's it. Give me somebody with a short timeline. I'm sure that's definitely the goal. Corey, what do you think? <laughs> I am and have been all year a Max Jones guy. I like Max Jones. He's a Rochester kid. Yes. And goal. I get it. And you are a Rochester kid too, so <laughs> And you know yeah. I mean and you know uh you know, the early drafts, mocks and stuff, he was nowhere in sight and now it looks like he's below sixteen in all these latest mocks. So I like Max. I like him too. I think he'd be a strong I, I, name. He, and he's a strong kid too. <laughs> he's big. Um, yeah, good, good picks all around. Mike, did you have any? You said you said somebody in next year or two. Okay. Yeah, okay. somebody's gonna be good. I agree. Somebody should be good. Uh, <laughs> do you have any special memories of Mister Hockey that you'd like to share? Yeah, his yeah. one shift with the Vipers. Was- yep, that was it for me. That's the only time I ever yeah. saw him play. The one yep. shift with the Vipers because that was yeah, like I, I was literally never saw him play. I was alive. Yeah, uh, that and um, you know what? Most recently, when the entire Julius Arena sang "Happy Birthday" to him, and he like that was up. great. Yeah, I like yeah. and a puck drop at Comerica, oh, which oh, I saw yeah. in person. I didn't see it in person, but I, I saw, saw it in person. I was there with you, JJ. We had that moment together. Huh. It was very good. And and was there too. Hi, and, Ann. And I, that guy wearing the Phil Pillow Winter Classic sweater. Was that there. was a great investment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a uh, woman, by the way. Either way. I have the picture. I'll tweet it. No, I won't. <laughs> Great conversation, guys. <laughs> All right. Moving on. App State. Hey, this one's for you, Kyle. Would you rather the Red Wings sign Steven Stamkos to a seven-year deal worth $8.4 million AAV, but they have to change their mascot to an Eric Tangrady-sized duck, or 
they make a fair value trade for P.K. Subban, but you have to listen to Pierre Maguire do both color and play-by-play for every single Red Wings game for as long as he plays here. Wait. What? <laughs> the okay, mascot first... is a Tangrady-sized duck. Like, it... And you get Stamkos for seven Wait. years at $8.4 million. Right, That's and, easy. Like, the like, mascot is... as a Tangrady-sized duck isn't going to be Tangrady-sized when it's on the jersey. Are you talking like like Wild Wing, like that, like an actual mascot? I'm guessing like the the in arena mascot. Like there's a Tangrady sized duck. I'll take. So it's just a normal mascot sized duck. Yeah, Yeah. I'll take that any day. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. You could even paint the duck's wings red. Yeah. Make it work. There you go. Easy. And I don't have to fight it, so who cares? That's tacky as shit. And then who gives a shit? It's a mascot. Mascots are supposed to be tacky and stupid. Refer to the children. Yeah, exactly. They're for the dumb little children that go to the game. Sorry if you take your kids to the game, people. I'm just, just it's just a pod, it's a podcast. It's it's adult speak. Stop apologizing. No, I'm not sorry. Fuck Next you. Question. Not someone else. Uh, That's and Frake asked about the feeling of the new coach hirings, which we went over at length. Um, although he did ask, which if any do you feel may end up being a bust? I'm sorry. What was the original think? question? Because I didn't. The really... new coaches. Okay, the new coaches. Sorry. Um. I don't know. Is that, I mean, I can't say who would be a bust, really. I guess the one would be Sadaiko or Saltico. I can't pronounce it. Saleko. and Freak really missed the opportunity to say, who do you think oh. would be the worst hire? Uh, Asalam Saleko. Anyway. I'm going to say Saleko, yeah. That, that would be the one, because if, if the goalies come out next year and they fucking suck, then... I don't think Saleko's going to get blamed for that. I think the most oh, pressure is no, on yeah. the power play. Yeah, power play. I agree. I say goalies because everybody hates goalies in this town. Say Huda just because no one else did. (laughs) I think it's entirely possible Firstweiler comes out and sucks up in the press box. Oh, yeah, we can always blame that. If they suck at Corsi, then, yeah, blame him. Dan Dan Cleary, assistant coach. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'd be so down. I'd I'd eat that shit I'd take Dan Cleary as an assistant coach if it keeps him off the roster. I wouldn't. Our roster or the Griffins roster. I would, you know, I would out of the organization that. completely. Fuck that. Yeah, I would not take him as a coach if it meant keeping him off the roster. He can sit in Grand Rapids. And he's actually still well liked among the kids. I mean, yeah. he's he's a good teacher. Yeah. I just don't want him on the ice. That's a good freak. Ask another question, which is a super easy answer. But I'll go ahead. And ask, which of the RFAs other than Mara- other than Mrazek is the most important to get signed? The Kaiser. <laughs> Yeah, right? DeKaiser. Yeah, Anybody not to, say DeKaiser? What if it's DeKaiser or Mrazek? It's to, one or the other. You can't have both. Mrazek. Mrazek. Mrazek, yeah. DeKaiser. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I take Mrazek. Um, also, in your opinion, what should those contracts look like? Actually, it says contacts look like. Um, well, I think I they're think. a light blue. <laughs> Good job on the type. Good job on the type. They're about 13 pages long. I would say... <laughs> fuck you. I would say uh, Mrazek anywhere from three to four million. Um... I guess that would be fine. And then DeKaiser, I think you're looking anywhere from four to five million probably is what you're looking at. Four and a half is a good compromise on that. Yeah. What what were DeKaiser's stats last year? Is is he really worth five million? No. I mean I, I know we play him good, you know or excuse me, play him well. Wow, I can't talk um, tonight. But I, I mean I appreciate you correcting that. I don't yeah. think that he's I, Twenty he points a, he, in seventy-eight he, games. Yeah, no, he had a bad he had a bad season, but everybody had a bad fucking season. So, I mean, the season before that, though, I mean, he was thirty-one and eighty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he had eight goals compared to two. It's not about you're not. I don't think it's yeah. about paying him for production. I think you're paying him like, like that is right now. Like going he's going to be the new Quincy. No, he going right? in he's going to be the down. shut he's, up. Going into next ugh. season, you're hoping this guy is going to be your number one. Like that's. I mean, he is already. Yeah, he is our number There's one. There's no one else like, other than Brendan Smith on the I mean, roster. I honestly think that this this motherfucker needs to be playing 30 minutes a game next year, in my opinion. So, and Smith top D- there. DK's value may very well be five million dollars, but he's an RFA, so I don't think he should get that. I yeah, think he Ken Holland has to, to get, continue yeah. to get people to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and he, he needs a low ball him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're mainly going to be paying him because the position defenseman, the way right. that the market for defensemen go. Yeah. So that's yeah. why he would get kind of that type of money. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to really. I don't think anybody's going to jump out and try and offer sheet him. So no, he's not the kind of defenseman that you jump. He's not like, yeah, he's. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh no, because yeah, the way the offer sheet system works, you can't. 
you can't offer sheet a guy for a a sensible contract because then you're basically just doing the other GM's work for him right? as he just matches it. And the Red Wings aren't going to be so tight against the cap, even if they can't get rid of Datsuk, they're not going to be so tight that they're not going to be able to afford a sensible deal for for DeKaiser. He'll get $1 less than Cronwall. Okay. That would be insulting. (laughs) (laughs) Next Really, like, if if he gets $1 less than Cronwall, I hope he, like, actually ends Cronwall on the ice. (laughs) We all do. Like, he just stands over him with a spear. It's the ulterior motive here. <laughs> I don't I don't actually believe any of that, so please don't call the police on me. Too late. Uh, who has better upside, Mantha or Sveshnikov? Uh, I think it's... Honestly, I wish I could answer this m- more honestly, just because <laughs> I haven't seen Sveshnikov really, like, in the AHL long enough, but I think it's Sveshnikov right now. <clears throat> And that's just because uh, I think I think Svechnikov plays. I'm going with Mantha. He's taller. I okay. I think Svechnikov plays a, a more. Uh, he's more like I don't know. Like whenever the puck is, game. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and whenever he like he's on the ice, he's just like going after the puck. He's just like a, a, a shark. So I don't know. I think Svechnikov really has the upside to be um, a top three winger. Whereas Mantha is somewhere in that top six, so I don't know. I like. I'm really high in Smetchkov. I think he's a great player, and uh, but I still think Mantha's good too. So I mean, why why do you have to pick? Who cares? Just we played in the same league, and because it's a question like, that they asked us, Kyle. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm answering it with who cares. Just why can't we like both of them, and they'll both be great? That would be for the best for the wings, wouldn't it? It's <laughs> well, not yeah. how these questions work. Good. We're putting you on the hot both, seat. Shut up, Even Jeff. if they're both great, one of them is going to be better. Yeah, we, we want your hot take. arguing between Datsuk and Zetterberg. As better players. off than Iserman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's our lot in life. Well, I hope that one of them ends up being nearly as good as one of those four players. So. I don't know. I, I want to agree with Svechnikov, but like they play in the same development league, and um, Svech didn't score as much as Mantha did. That means nothing. So. Mantha's the winner. Mantha. Yeah, but has the organization gotten in Mantha's head with all the yep. crap? I mean, that's got to play some factor in it. The they're turning him into a uh, yeah. dominant player. They're going to make him angry like Jamie Benn. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They're going to ruin him. Like Jamie Benn. And the Russian's going to overcome because the Russian doesn't get phased by American bullshit. So he's going to be the next Evgeny Kuznetsov. So, you clearly not taking the lessons of Rocky Ford to heart. Yep. Nope. Russians always get swayed by the Americans. Nope, not this time. Yeah. Nope. I can change. Okay, next question. Uh, Holmes from 96. What one thing could Holland do for this summer to be a failure? So, like, you have to pick the worst thing up there. Because there's so many things. Sign Trade Brendan to an actual roster spot. I mean, where do I... I mean... Resign Darren Helm. I, I, I don't know... Well, then let's let Corey answer first. I was just going to say, um, you know, failing to do any significant changes after all the smoke and fire. I think, you know, the fan base is getting a little uh, a little amped up, but he can't do anything if he but can't move that Datsuk thing. I if, think if it becomes, you know, a burden to move it, then he's kind of stuck. I still go back to him not doing anything isn't the worst thing in the world because it forces them to play the kids and that's what we want and we harped on for so long or I did at least I don't know I might consider re-signing Helm and Miller as not doing anything yeah I would say that the worst possible move that he could go with would be signing Justin Ablocator to no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um Honestly, I'm kind of looking at the the Luke Glendening contract extension because I don't know, man. I have a I have a bad feeling. Bringing back Quincy. Yeah, that's another one. Like if if like I think JJ and I had discussed this earlier this season. If he resigns Quincy, my I will go. I I don't know. I'm just gonna fucking lose my mind. The fact he didn't even give him an offer is it? Yeah, I know, I know, but I just would still fucking lose my mind. I was telling somebody the other day that if he, you know, tries to make a trade for a defenseman, strikes out, um, you know, he might get trigger happy and say he's going back to the well he knows with Quincy. Yeah. Well, that's what he did before. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Before, and then you're just like, 
he's finally gone and he does it again. But I could say the other thing too is if he just gets so excited and does gives Yandel a deal and that we're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that could be another thing. Because there's not much options out there for D except, you know, trying to make a trade for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot no, of I bad think, moves that he can make. I think Corey nailed it. Basically, if Ken Holland puts together essentially the same roster as he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the, the single biggest failure after all of this, like understand that we've got to be more aggressive and we've got to make changes. And mm-hmm. I didn't think that we were this, that we were good enough um, to trot out. Basically the same lineup is, is going to be uh, team mismanagement to the point where uh, I will jump aboard the, he should be fired bandwagon. But just uh, to be clear, it's all, if he can't move that suit, then I'll be, then I'll be fine with him not doing anything. Basically he'll be stuck. Yeah. So, yeah, so play, the money, say, hey, play money puck. Yeah. They say, hey, yeah. you only want Larkin. You know, something like something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Then you can't do it. Yeah, that, that is one thing is that I want to hear about it too. Right. Um, who is the one free agent not named Stamkos that you want the Red Wings to sign? Ooh. Um, I gotta look at a list. Oh. Stepniak. I, like, is, I think Stepniak would be a good one. Um, but uh, the other ones, um, I guess like right off the bat would probably be Kyle Ocposo. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that's the bigger names, yeah. Mike? I think Akposo's got to be it, yeah. Jeff? Milan? No, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. Uh, Oh, that's what I said. Not at a bit. Yuri Hudler. (laughs) I miss him. Happy. Oh, that would be awful. God, people would fucking lose their minds. Awfully awesome. Corey? Yeah, I, I I was saying Lucic, but the thing is that'll never happen because he's going to get a terrible deal. Or yeah, it's so, in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I would say Louis Erickson, but it's going to be a terrible deal. Yeah, I think they should look at a uh, good, solid second line center option. I think Stephen Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Still a free agent. Uh, Case Dingy wants to know our predictions on the name of the Las Vegas team. Also, are they confirmed as Las Vegas or Nevada? No, it's not confirmed, but they're going to be the Las Vegas. It's going to be Las Vegas. You don't don't put the first professional sports team in Las Vegas and don't call them Las Vegas. Um, Nobody cares about the rest of Nevada. It's going to be the the Black Knights, isn't it? That's what the owner wants. I'm 90% sure it's going to be the Black Knights. Yeah. I wonder if they'll just go with Knights, Las Vegas Knights. Because he could play off like, ooh, the Vegas, you know, the night. Oh, the Knights. Go out in the night. The Knights. The night time. The night you think life. they go with oh like a pun? Yeah, you yes. could be like oh um, enjoy the nightlife. Yeah. Do you think they go with like an army type color scheme or? No, I think it's going to be like a black and purple probably. Yeah. You you can't just straight yeah, they can't do black and colors. No, I said black. Can't do black and white. Can't do black and gold. Can't do black and yellow. I said black and you purple. You could you could do black and yellow. I said black There's and no purple. Black. What's wrong with black and purple? There's the third the kings are black and purple. Black and Who fucking no, knows? the kings are black and sometimes they are purple, but they're well, not black. And they have the history of purple and black and white now. It's going to be black like, and that's purple. The, that's the. Then it should be purple and black. Okay, so, well, yeah, purple and black. Sorry, yeah, that's can't that's do black bad. and orange because that's the docks. Purple and silver. No, no, that's ugly. Um, yeah, crimson and clover. Ooh, black or purple, black and green. Ah, now we're getting into NHL yeah. 16. Let's just, like, let's just give them like, like the Mighty Ducks jerseys, the original like T, the original movie Mighty Ducks. Sure, back. why not? There you go. Copyright infringement. Fuck yeah. it. I don't know. Black right. or something. Red. This is a question for Kyle. Oh, great. Oh. Always the best. Well, this is what you get for not reading these before. <laughs> yeah, I never do. Would you rather sign Cleary to a one-year, ten million dollar contract, or a ten Grady-sized duck to an eight-year, eighty million dollar contract? What the fuck is this? Um, you know what? Give me eight years, eighty million, baby, because uh, that Tang Grady duck might uh, get you a little bit of grit that everybody loves, and uh, then you know you could watch me fight it, and it's funny for everybody. So, ducks with or without machete arms? Uh, yeah, no machete arms, no no dick sized nipples, no nothing like that. So, you sign the duck because that contract isn't valid. Cheater uh, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something in the CBA that doesn't Ducks. allow teams to sign answers. <laughs> Ducks don't have fingers; they can't sign. They're not uh, legally allowed to uh, 
sign their con- contract. If they can't physically sign a contract, then they can't be on the fucking hockey team. He'd never pass a physical. Can't hold a stick. All the God, what a dumb question. <laughs> would you Would you rather eat poison ivy or a handful of wasps? What the fuck is that? Jeff? Poison ivy. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I'm slightly terrified of insects that can sting me. <laughs> Who the fuck asked this? Oaks, the same person that asked the Cleary duck question. Can we ban him right now? No, these are, these are the best dumb questions. Mike, what's your answer? Eating poison ivy or a handful of wasps? Well, it never said it was live wasps. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Fun so fact. I'm, I'm going to take it. It also wasps. never said it's not the Batman villain. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh, gross. I would take, I'd take the wasps and I would just load up on like epinephrine and Benadryl. Because you eat poison ivy, there's no way you're drinking calamine lotion. Uh, fun fact I was on a run like six years ago and a bee flew into my mouth and oh. stung me on my tongue. Oh, that is fun. It got, it like got stuck on my tongue and I had to like pull it off. I was just. <laughs> you made out with a bee's ass. It was, it was, and my tongue was all swollen and I couldn't talk. That's hot. It was it's better, than, better than flying up your shorts. I don't know. I got, I got stung in the tongue by a bee, so. Okay. All right, Corey, what are you eating? Poison ivy or wasps? I mean, I'm just going to go for the poison ivy because the wasp will probably be alive, knowing my luck. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kyle? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Poison Ivy because fuck wasps with the rake end of a rake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually allergic to Poison Ivy, so that's a super easy question for me. The wasps. Whatever, you psycho. I know. Uh, E.W.N.A.S., here's scenario. Ken Holland comes to you and says you get to make one decision this summer. What do you do? Buy out Erickson. Anybody else? Well, my initial thought was sign Brendan Smith to a lifetime contract, <laughs> but I was actually trying to come up with a theory, a serious answer. Like a good answer, yeah. Yeah. Let's buy out Erickson. I think it has to be, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's buy out Erickson. I make a trade for a stud defenseman. That's not, that's not a decision, though. <laughs> that's my decision. Okay. <laughs> that I, I'm, I'm sure. A- I'm sure Ken Holland would have a fucking decision. Yeah, but like I'm going to actually... You're gonna actually kick do the it. tires, kick and then the tires. Gonna, like you are going to grab. After kicking the tires, you are going to take. You're gonna steal that tire off of that '98 Honda Civic, and you are gonna drop kick it into fuck the fucking Rocky Mountains and take Tyson Berry. After playing phone tag. After playing phone tag. <laughs> no, fuck the phone tag. You're just gonna kick the tire. <laughs> JJ, what about uh, my answer? Is I would pull Ansar Khan's credentials. Ooh. Ooh. More shade than a fucking willow tree. Wow. Lock a podcast. Just to be a dick. Damn. Uh, that actually leads into the next question Ooh. is what was the deal with the Erickson buyout tweet? Uh, we uh, 95% sure that was a total hoax that, yeah. that we fell for. I never saw the tweet, um, yeah. but I was told about it by people that I trust, and I think it was basically a telephone game of everybody saw it until it got out, uh, which is why we didn't write a story about it. We just talked about it on Twitter. Uh, shit happens sometimes. Yeah, whatever. You know, stay. Stephen Samco's signed for five years. Sometimes people fall for nothing. Yeah, people, some people fall for shit. And you know what? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, last question. Old Man Hockey says, Dear Abby, what should I do? You skipped the last part of that question. <laughs> wow. Jeff was waiting, oh, yeah. Jeff was, like, really- waiting for that. <laughs> is Con really a big D-bag? Well, my... I... Told him I'd pull his credentials. So yeah, I've never met the man. I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy in real life. I've talked to him. He was nice to me. Yeah, he's, so. he's a nice guy in real life. Just not on Twitter or on his comment sections. <laughs> yeah, he actually did the ice bucket challenge after we put him up. So he did, and then he blocked. And then he blocked. And then he blocked me for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, at least I deserve to be blocked. Yeah, I'm gonna block you after this podcast tonight. I already blocked you. Thank God. I'm sorry if you're listening. You haven't blocked me yet. At Mikey is viral, so you know, feel free. <laughs> I'm gonna follow you and then block you. <laughs> uh, I you feel have... left out. I feel like I'm not part of the club. I'm sorry. You have not blocked my other Twitter account at Taylor Swift. So if you please, he, don't block he has me not blocked my secret Twitter account. Wow. He's not blocked my personal account, but I don't. 
I hardly ever talk about the Red Wings on there. That's true. That's true. He usually just makes stupid jokes that I always laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> jokes are simultaneously the worst and best. They really are. Oh, man. That's true. Um, so okay, dear, so getting to old man hockey's yeah, question. Yeah, exactly. Dear Abby, what should I do? Buy out Nobody's Erickson. got an answer for that. Buy out Erickson. Just collect your paycheck. Just, yeah, score at least 20 goals next year, please. <laughs> Light front to back. All right, and uh, it's, night, it's been a really nice uh, <laughs> episode of Winging Motown. Hopefully, we can do it more often now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will talk to you guys later. God, fuck you, Final JJ. hockey-related thoughts? Yeah, final <laughs> hockey-related thoughts. I'm sorry. Thank you, host. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck's going on. When's the last time I wrote anything? A year ago? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to change my bio from Winging at Motown editor to like... Winging at Motown slash dist- chat guy. Winging at Motown distant cousin. <laughs> Twice removed. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Does okay. anybody have final uh, hockey related final thoughts? Final hockey related thoughts. Should be an exciting two weeks of rumors. And hopefully, actual action and no disappointment for the Red Wings. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an exciting like three or four weeks of rumors up until like uh, well, it's gonna be more than that up until um, uh, free agency. So it's uh, it's gonna be pretty fucking. It's gonna be lit, as the kids say. Straight fire. Straight fire. Fire emojis. I'm, I'm gonna try and follow. I'm gonna try and follow all the coaches out there on Twitter. And just watch them say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is a keystone to our organization like Sackick did today with Barry. I'm just going to laugh my ass off when they trade them the day before free agency. It might might happen. Who knows? GM speak. JJ, you got yeah. anything? Uh, peanut M&Ms are the best M&Ms. Oh, they're okay. the worst. No, they're actually they the, are the worst. They're, they're the best. Have no, you seen – all right, so we were having a planning meeting at work the other day, <laughs> like just scheduling out like our guests and shit for the week. It was and one of our, our like temp coordinating yeah. producer lady, super nice, on her tongue. bought us M and M's. But there was like coffee bean peanut M and M's and like chili nut M and M's and fucking like disgusting. It was like all these whack out, whacked <clears throat> out, fucked up flavors. And I went with the peanut butter because they're delicious. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and end my. You didn't even ask if I had any final hockey related thoughts. Because I, I don't care. Like at this point, I don't care. Well, I thought the Shane contract was really great. And I yeah, it. yeah, it was pretty good. We didn't really cover that, but yeah. It was, no, we definitely it was didn't. Good. That's why I want to say that. All right. Um, I will close out tonight with uh, "fuck this" and "sentient happiness wow. is an illusion." I don't even know what that means. It's harsh. <laughs> I'm winging it, Motown. Until next time, guys.